Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart, and we're in chapter 5 of the wholehearted devotion of all acts. And um, we were talking last week about the Yetzer Hara, that evil inclination that we all have inside of us, that really is the one that oh, is always touching that red button within and uh, but at the, e the end of the day it's what really gives us the merit to succeed it's what gives us when you choose to do the right thing regardless of all these temptations that he puts on in front of you and you turn away and you do what Hashem wants you to do this is what really gives you all that merit all those points with Hashem so today we're going to talk about doubts about doubts about the soul after death. He starts talking here. And he says that the first point of which the evil inclination will raise doubt in your mind and about which it will try to convince you is that the soul cannot last without the body. So the first thing that the evil inclination will, will bring into you is this existential anxiety that if, do you really, what's gonna be the day you die? And uh, the, the, the biggest fear a person can experience ever is to cease to exist. That's the biggest fear. And so this um, evil inclination, this Yetzer Hara, will try to convince you that you're, you're finite. That that's it. This is it. You have your life here. This is what you, what you come to do. This is your life. And uh, play it hard. Enjoy. Do all the crazy things you've always wanted. You know, I remember when I was young growing up. There was a saying that says, good girls go to heaven and bad girls go everywhere. And we used to say that. So what it's saying here is that, yeah, this, this evil inclination will, will put arguments in front of you that after life there's nothing, that this is, the, the, this is it. And um, that will drive the soul to look for pleasure. That will drive you to go and look for pleasure, to, 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 to find pleasure in short-lived uh, desires. And uh, how it says here, adopt the motto ascribed by scripture to the prop proponents of such a lifestyle. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we shall die. Let's, let's eat and drink because tomorrow it's gone. So if however you consult your intellect about this, it will refute this view and conclusive arguments which were noted by the early ones and are found in the words of the prophets, peace be upon them. So if you learn Torah, you know that there's, this is not it. This is not the end. This is uh, the journey. This is the, the, the preamble to what's come to come. This is, this is just... Um, it's like when someone explained it to me beautifully. It's like when you go to a wedding and you're in that, uh, they put you like in this hallway to wait to go into the, into the party. And, um, and you're there and they're serving you some drinks and they're serving you hors d'oeuvres and you're there. So you know this is not the end. You know there's a party afterwards. You're just waiting there. So life is the same. This is the, that place where they serve as the hors d'oeuvres. We're waiting to come into the world to come. But whatever we do in this world is really what's going to take us there. This is the place to do. This is the world of action. So then the Yetzer Hara comes to bring us doubt about the creation. And when it despairs of raising doubts in your mind on this point, it will try to make you doubt the creator. It will start making you doubt that there's a God that created the world. You know, today in this world, 
in the schools they took out God completely so what do the children learn today they learn about the Big Bang the theory of evolution uh, that there was this huge explosion and the world was created there's no God anywhere there's no creator everything was an accident but my question is I had a girl that came to learn with me and she came from a school that they taught there in my days it was a theory today they teach us as a, as a religion this is this is true facts this is scientific proof so so I remember with her I used to ask her okay did this building create itself like there was an explosion and this whole building came to be and she looked at me and she says, no, there was an architect, there was a construction company, they came, they constructed it, you know, there's a, and I looked, okay, but if you believe that a building is created by people, how can you believe the world was made by nobody? It doesn't make sense to me. Like if there was an explosion and this whole beautiful world came to be out of, of nothing, of an explosion, it doesn't make any sense to me. So this world is neither new or created. This is this is a, this is a, the, the creator made the world. Not only creates the world, he recreates the world at every instance. If he stops um, muttering the words of creation, you know, the first word, day he created light, he created darkness. Second day he created the oceans, whatever he creates. He's constantly recreating. Not only that, God created the world out of nothing. He made the world, yesh me'ayim, something from nothing. And he's the only one that can do that. Nobody else can do that. Nothing else can come out of nowhere, of nothing. If you look at, at the world, at, 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 let's say, human creation, everything we do comes from something. Like if you're going to make a dress, the, 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 the textile comes either from a plant or from a, or from a worm or from a, or from a machine, but it comes from somewhere. Nothing is created out of nowhere. So we see here that the, the intellect will show you based on the treatise on God's unity, the first gate that I already taught on this book, that the untenability un un of this position by pro proving to you that this world has a creator who created it out of nothing. And not only he created it out, or out of nothing, but he constantly is recreating the world. You know, look at your body. Uh, your body is a microcosm. Your cells are constantly regenerating. Everything in your body is constantly regenerating. If not, you would, you would cease to exist. So the same way Hashem con continuously is regenerating the world. So then this uh, Yetzer Hara will come and he'll give you doubts about God's oneness. When it despairs of raising doubts in your mind about this matter, it will try to entangle you in various forms of associating God with anything outside himself such as the beliefs of the, uh, of the dualists, people who believe there's a heaven and a, that there's God and, and, a, and, and, and a devil, or the Christian trinitaries believing the Father, the Son, and the, and the Holy Spirit, and the naturalists, and the foolish astrologers with their various systems. So <clears throat> you see here that it will bring you doubt but in reality, Hashem, everything is God. Einot milvado. Everything is God. Nothing is separate from Him. Everything is Hashem. He creates the world from His face, the things that He wants, the things that are holy, 
come from the front of God, from His face. So anything that is holy, the, the Torah, the Tefillim, the, 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 the holy books, all these things that are transparent to its existence, to its creation, come from the face of God. Then he has to create things that in the in Kabbalah are called, the, the, that comes from the Sitra Ahara, which means come from the back of Hashem, which are the Klipa Noga. It's called Klipa Noga, which means that it has a shell. It's something that he has to create that within it, it, it has good and it has evil. It has both. And the way you use it, the way you, you decide to use it, either you take out the good or you take out the bad. And this is the material world. This is the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the car you drive. These come from Klipa Noga, which are permissible things. But it depends how you use them. Either you're, you're going to make them good or you're going to make them bad. And then there's another uh, creation of God that is called the three totally unclean clipots that are completely not pure. They, they can never become good. They're always going to be not good, like idol worship, for example. It doesn't matter how you do it, but it's never going to be good. It doesn't bring good things. So, if however you have compre comprehended truly that the Creator may He be exalted is one and eternal, as we explained at the start of His work, all the doubts will leave you. So when we say, Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Ehad, what we're saying is, listen Israel, Shema Israel, Hashem, I'm not saying the word, Adnai Elokeinu. Adnai is the never-ending name of Hashem, the Tetragrammon, the Yudke Vavke, which means the infinite God. Hashem Elokeinu, which means the God that is embedded in nature. So God hides himself in nature. Hashem Ehad is one, is the same one. So the God that you think is up there in the heavens and it's woo, so far away from you is the same God that is in the flower, that is in the table, that is in the fruit you eat, that is in that person you're looking. He's everything. So, so these are the first three uh, doubts that we're going to see. There's many more, but I'm going to leave it here. But in reality, what we see is that this Yetzer Hara is very sneaky. He knows how to get to us, and um, the important thing is that we learn Torah, and that which is the truth, which is the universal truth, and today, yesterday, tomorrow, and forever. God was, He is, and He will, and He will be. He He never ceases to ex, to to exist. He's always there, and uh, He's the only reality. He's the true reality. So anything that goes against Him, anything that is separate from Him really is, 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 is mambo-jambo. It comes from the, from the Yetzer Hara. It's only trying to take you away from him. So I leave you here, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.